This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Thursday, July 8th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The demand for mental health care has overwhelmed supply for most of the pandemic. And in some places like Massachusetts, the need for those services is critical. If traditional hospitals and treatment centers don't have available space for mental health services, some may need to go to the ER in what is known as emergency room boarding for psychiatric patients. These types of stays have risen between 200 and 400% in Massachusetts during the pandemic, and ERs are not equipped for this type of treatment. Martha Biebinger, healthcare reporter at WBUR, joins us for What to Know and One Girl's 17-Day Stay in an ER. Thanks for joining us, Martha. Thank you for having me. I'm going to talk about an interesting piece you wrote uh, about kids in, uh, with mental health crises. Right now, a lot of times, uh, hospitals are overrun. They don't have enough space. And sometimes these kids have to go into ERs. And in some cases, they can be there quite a quite a long time. You profiled a girl named Melinda who had to spend 70, 17 days in an ER, just really not the right setting for what she was going through, but because of uh, issues other places where she couldn't be placed, you know, she had to kind of tough it out through there. So, uh, Martha, tell us a little bit about her ordeal and, and, and the overall problem with, uh, you know, staying in the ERs, ER boarding, as they call it. Right. So Melinda has um, anxiety and depression that really got worse during the pandemic as she grew more and more isolated. You know, her, her singing lessons stopped. She was going to school virtually. She was seeing therapists, but that all switched to virtual sessions as well, and she just wasn't connecting. So uh, she had four trips to the ER starting last December in instances where she threatened to kill herself. And the one where she ended up spending 17 days in the ER started in April. What happened was she got there and all of the psych beds for kids in Massachusetts and surrounding states were full because we're seeing a lot of increasing uh, demand for mental health care and, and really extreme cases where, where children are threatening to harm themselves. 
And so all of the units are full. And in addition, during COVID, many of the psych beds had been converted to, to COVID where they needed them, or they had been switched from double rooms to single. So there was a, there was kind of a shrinking of, of space that for, to take care of these kids with psychiatric needs and more demand. And Melinda ended up kind of caught in that bottleneck, waiting 17 days to be placed in a bed. You know, and a lot of time there's a, individual, a lot of individual care that these uh, patients need. And Melinda wasn't getting that. And for her first 10 days in the hospital was kind of, uh, I guess you describe it, this lecture hall with a dozen other kids on gurneys is just separated by curtains and whatnot. Uh, and it's just tough to get kind of get the treatment that you need. By the time you caught up with her, she was already in there for 12 days in the ER. Tell me how that went. Well, she wasn't getting any care in the ER, but that's not unusual. Emergency rooms, they're kind of the place where you just assess the problem and then move on. So, you know, if you break your arm, they, they might fix that in the emergency room. If you have a heart attack, they're very likely going to move you up to someplace in the hospital where you can get care for that. But if you have psychiatric need and there's no space, you just sit there because emergency rooms aren't set up to provide any therapy, any psychiatric analysis, anything like that. And so Melinda just started to spiral downward. You know, she she eventually got moved out of that lecture hall into a small room off of the emergency room. But again, like she was she she was sitting on a gurney, no furniture in the room, wasn't allowed to have her phone except for maybe an hour a day. Um, she she wasn't getting any treatment. So she just got worse and worse, which <laughs> meant that she had some behavior problems. She was screaming at staff. Sometimes she's threatened to escape one time. And that <laughs> it made her harder to place. So it turned right. into this kind of catch-22 because the hospitals didn't want this girl who was acting out, but she was acting out because she had been stuck in this space. You were also able to make contact with her mother, Pam. And, you know, as the days were progressing, you know, she said the longer that her daughter Melinda is there, the more she's starting to decline. And I mean, basically what you were just describing, she was lashing out uh, yeah. and, and and that just complicates everything from then on out. Yeah. I mean, Pam, Pam could see that um, other children who were more docile than her daughter were getting placed more quickly. Um, people who didn't complain seemed to be getting placed more quickly, but the, and the hospital administrators will tell you, look, we have to sort of assess who's coming in to be sure they're going to be a good fit for a program. We don't want to take in somebody who we think is going to kind of disrupt the care that we're trying to provide for other people in the unit. But it, it becomes a very difficult situation for, for mental health patients who aren't, you know, quote unquote, well behaved. Melinda and Pam were both doing uh, like audio diaries. So we were able to kind of hear from Melinda in her own words what was going on. And she said that she wished in a lot of cases that someone would just understand her. Uh, she really couldn't get across to anybody how bad things were for her. Yeah, no, she's, she's had a, a very hard time um, what, during the pandemic, especially finding people who she felt she could um, explain the stresses that, that she was under and get some help. I mean, I think she also describes that she just had way too much unstructured time to kind of ruminate in her head, you know, to sort of get stuck in these loops of, of negative thinking that um, really were not healthy, were not helping her or, 
or anybody else. And, and that's unfortunately something that we're hearing from, from a lot of kids who have been stuck at home during the pandemic. You know, we're talking about Melinda and her and her struggle here and her mother, Pam. You know, obviously, this is just one example of it. But this emergency room boarding of psychiatric patients, uh, they say, have has risen between 200 and 400 percent uh, monthly in Massachusetts during the pandemic. So this is just kind of a snapshot of what's happening. But this is happening in a lot of places to a lot of people uh, following along with the story. You know, it wasn't until day 17 that Melinda was in all of this that she was finally going to be taken away and placed into another program where she would be able to stay for two weeks. They adjusted her medication and she started to see a little bit of change finally. Yeah. Melinda has been not completely stable um, since she's been home, um, but she's definitely doing better. I mean, the, some of her therapy is, is back in person. Um, it's possible that the, the medication adjustments made at the hospital helped. She's had some, she's got some additional therapy. She's got a therapeutic mentor now. So somebody who, who kind of walks through the world with her a little bit, helping her avoid the trigger points that, that used to kind of send her into these downward spirals. So she's got some additional assistance and um, the family's very hopeful that, that, the, that the summer will, will go well for her. Is the hope that now that the pandemic is easing in some cases that this would get better and these ER boarding stays uh, the, uh, won't, uh, won't last as long anymore and the, the other hospital beds can open up. Is that the hope now or is there other stuff being done to, to limit this kind of thing? Well, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about that because the numbers of kids boarding in Massachusetts have not started to drop yet, even though, as you said, the pandemic conditions are easing. So it's possible that we have a backlog of these mental health cases that um, need to be addressed. Honestly, people don't really know what to expect in the next few months. There are some efforts to try to take care of kids uh, more at home, to try to offer some urgent care in the community, um, to open up some Psych beds that are not actually in hospitals, but in more like halfway houses. There are some things underway to try to reduce the numbers, but it's still pretty tough in Massachusetts and in many states right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that all these people, all these kids especially, can get the help that they need and, and not have to kind of languish there in the ERs because it's just not the setting that, that they need to be in to get the proper help. So uh, hopefully we can bring some awareness to all of this and, and conditions can get better. Martha Biebinger, healthcare reporter at WBUR. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day. 
okay. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.